Hello there. I'm David. And I read Wikipedia. And today I'm going to be reading to you the Wikipedia article for the dozens. I realised how many syllables there were in that sentence. And I'm going to break it to you early. There are no pictures in this article at all. Which, interestingly, adds a validity to what it is that I do. The Dozens is a game of spoken words between two contestants, commonly in black communities of the United States, where participants insult each other until one gives up. Having fun so far? Yeah, I thought so. It is customary for the Dozens, the Dozens. I'm not going to comment every time, but I would have thought those should both be capitalised. It is customary for the Dozens to be played in front of an audience of bystanders who encourage the participants to reply with more egregious insults to heighten the tension and, consequently, to be more interesting to watch. It is also Jesus, it's also known as several things. It is also known as roasting, capping, clowning, ranking, ragging, sounding, checking, joining, woofing, wolfing, sigging, or signifying. While the insults themselves are known as snaps. Ah, snap. Just a little sideways head wobble there that you that you can't see, obviously. This is even in stereo, so you can't, you know, perceive the head wobble in any way, shape, or form. Comments in the game focus on the... <laughs> this makes something quite comical sound so dry. Comments in the game focus on the opposite player's intelligence, appearance, competency, social status, financial situation, and disparaging remarks about the other player's family members. Nothing in there about personal hygiene. Mothers in particular, yo mama, it says in brackets, are common. All of those things are common. Commentary is often related to sexual issues, where the game is then referred to as dirty dozens. No, the dirty dozens. Oh my. So plain old the dozens, you know it's not not as dirty as, as one might think. According to the sociologist, oh God, a sociologist. Harry Lefever, I'm going to say Lefever, Harry's sick, Harry Lefever, and journalist John Leland, the game is almost exclusive to African Americans. Both males and females participate, so this is racist but not sexist, but the game is more commonly played among males of varying social status. It's not racist or sexist. Several theories have been put forth to explain why the game was developed. One hypothesis from 1939, which I should point out, Someone has deemed citation is needed, does not have one, suggests that the game formed as a way for African Americans to express aggression in an oppressive society that severely punished such displays against whites. Another theory from 1962 highlights how the game's focus on one's opponent's mother is a reflection of the dominance of females in African American families and how young males may feel rejected by females and react accordingly. I'm calling bullshit on all of that. It's just people calling each other's names, having a bit of fun. Origins. The first academic treatment of The Dozens was made in 1939 by Yale-based psychologist and social theorist John Dollard, sounds white, who described the importance of the game among African-American males and how it is generally played. Dollard's description is considered pioneering and accurate. Both of those things. The Dozens is a pattern of interactive insult, evident among all classes of African Americans, among males and females, children and adults. For the record, African Americans was hyphenated once, not hyphenated once, also in that paragraph. 
get dragged together Wikipedia people. Usually, two participants engage in banter, but always in front of others, who instigate the participants to continue the game by making the insults worse. I would have said encourage the participants, not instigate the participants. Oh well. Frequently used topics among players who play the dozens, or are put in the dozens, are one's opponent's lack of intelligence, ugliness, alleged homosexuality, alleged incest, cowardice, poor hygiene, oh here we go, hygiene, and exaggerations of physical defects, such as crossed eyes. If you've got crossed eyes and smell funny and are gay, don't play the dozens. You're ripe for the picking. You're a sitting duck ripe for the picking. Dollard originally wrote that he was unaware of how the term dozens developed, although he suggested a popular 12-part rhyme may have been the reason for its name. He only speculated on how the game itself grew to such prominence. Other authors following Dollard have added their theories. Author John Leland describes an etymology, writing that the term is a modern survival of an English verb, to dozen, dating back at least to the 14th century. That's the 13... Hundreds or the 1500s, and meaning to stun, stupefy, daze, or to make insensible, torpid, powerless. Amusy Chimizi, that, I think, is a person's name. Amusy Chimizi. I would have given up at birth if my name was Amusy Chimizi. Amusy Chimizi, writing in the Journal of Black Studies in 1976, connects the dozens to a Nigerian game called Ikocha Nkokucha. I'm sure one or two of those consonants should have been silent. Literally translated as making disparaging remarks. This form of the game is played by children and adolescents and it takes place in the evening, in the presence of parents and siblings. Commentary among the is more restrained. Remarks about family members are rare and are based more in fanciful imaginings than participants' actual traits. You're cross-eyed. No, I'm not. All right then. In contrast, the game in Ghana, which is also commonly played in the evenings, insults are frequently directed at family members. Your mum's cross-eyed. Amiri Baraka, and I roll my R's there, Amiri Baraka independently concluded that the dozens originated in Africa and states that they are a surviving adaptation of African songs of recrimination. Author and professor Mona Lisa Saloy, oh the poor thing, Mona Lisa Saloy, posits a different theory stating in African-American oral traditions in Louisiana, which I guess is a book or a magazine or something, African-American oral traditions in Louisiana, that the dozens has its origins in the slave trade of New Orleans, where deformed slaves, generally slaves to punish with disemberment, with dismemberment, what a word to get wrong, with dismemberment for disobedience, were grouped in lots of a cheap dozen for sale to slave owners. The things that we have done. For a black to be sold as part of the dozens was the lowest blow possible. The origin of the dozens can also be clearly seen in the Manday practice. Manday? Manday. Monday. Mond. Practice of Sanakuya, which involves the ritual and theatrical exchange of insults. In summary, we don't know where the dozens comes from, but there's no shortage of people willing to have a guess and write about their guess. Purpose and practice. Heading. Heading. Purpose and practice. There we go. That was the correct order. Participants in the dozens are required to exhibit mental acuity and proficiency with words. 
Oh my God, do I have to read this? In his memoirs, Die Nigger Die, 1969, H. Rap Brown, which I had hoped to God is a uh, African-American man, writes, or a woman, just a black person, writes that the children he grew up with employed the dozens to kill time and stave off boredom. In the way that whites might play Scrabble. (laughs) I love a good black-white stereotype going on. Brown asserts playing the game is a form of mental exercise. Sociologist Larry Lefevre states that verbal skill and wit is just as valued among African Americans as physical strength. Verbal facility is thus a criterion that is used to separate the men from the boys. According to author John Leland, the object of the game is to stupefy and daze one's opponents with swift and skilful speech. The meaning of the words, however, is lost in the game. The object of the game is the performance. Really? Remarks in the dozens can be expressly in rhyme or general language. More simplistic forms are found among younger children. We got some examples here. We got an example. Participant 1. I'm going to read it in a posh accent. I hear your mother plays third base for the Phillies. Participant 2. Your mother is a bricklayer and stronger than your father. (laughs) Participant 1. Your mother eats shit. (laughs) Participant 2. Your mother eats shit and mustard. (laughs) Adolescents incorporate more sexual themes in their versions. Often... (laughs) Adolescents incorporate more sexual themes in their versions, often called the Dirty Dozens. The language also becomes more playful, with participants including rhymes. I was walking... (laughs) I was walking through the jungle with my dick in my hand. I I was the baddest motherfucker in the jungle land. I looked up in the tree, and what did I see? Your little black mama trying to piss on me. I picked up a rock and I hit her <laughs> and hit her in the cock and knocked that bitch about half a block. Uh, not all forms end end quote not all forms of the dozens must address sexual situations or body parts. We got another quote thing. If you want to play the dozens, play them fast. I'll tell you how many bulldogs your mammy had. She didn't have one. She didn't have two. She had nine damn dozens. And then she had you. It's not at all funny. That's good. I needed something that wasn't very funny. The dozens can be played clean or dirty. In some examples, the insults can take the form of one-liners that rhyme. E.g. Your hair is so nappy because King Kong's your pappy. (laughs) Whatever. Is what I would say if that was directed at me. In other instances, they appear as straight one-liners without any rhyme. Thus, Yo mum, I'm doing posh accent again. Yo mum so stupid, it takes her an hour to cook minute rice. I saw your mum kicking a can down the street and asked her what she was doing. She said, moving. Yo mum so fat. <laughs> I don't know what accent that is now. Yo mum so fat. She wears a phone booth for a beeper. Your mum's so fat, she bleed gravy. It's not very nice. Your mum is so fat, the restaurant in her town have a sign. Occupancy of this room limited to 120 persons. Or, 
your mama. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. Commentary on the dozens. This is some commentary on the dozens. I'm going to assume this is commentary by white people on the dozens, explaining why it's something, something, socioeconomic, something, something. The social justification for the popularity. I'm wondering if I should go back and read those funny ones again because it won't be audible because I was laughing too hard. Not going to bother though. The social justification for the popularity of the dozens is the subject of speculation. Its development is entwined with the oppression African Americans encountered as slaves and second class citizens. John Dullett viewed the dozens as a manifestation of frustrated aggression theory, a theory he helped develop. A theory he made up is another way to say that. He hypothesized, i.e. made up, that African Americans, as victims of racism, have been unable to respond in kind towards their oppressors and instead shifted their anger at friends and neighbours, as displayed in the strings of insults. In 1962, folklorist Roger Abrahams explained the dozens not only as a reaction to racism, but a mostly male behaviour in a society dominated by women, hence the concentration on targeting opponents as mothers. Abrahams believed the dozens to be exaggeratedly masculine behaviour, unable to be expressed except in short bursts where a participant attacks his opponent's mother to cause him to attack his own mother. Hmm. Both Dollard's and Abrahams' views have been criticised for not considering proper context in which the dozens is used. Folklorist Alan Dundee's just going to do a quick check on Dundee's because his name's underlined. Uh, yep, checks out. Yep, Alan's white. Asserts that by basing their approach on psychoanalytic theory, neither Dollard nor Abrahams considers that the dozens may be native to Africa, although Dollard does not rule it out. In addition to similar forms of... I've got a little tear rolling down my face from earlier. Your mama eats shit and mustard. <laughs> uh... In addition to similar forms of the dozens found in Nigeria and Ghana, Bantu and Kasili boys have been observed duelling verbally by attacking each other's mothers. The game is also considered a tool for preparing African Americans for coping with verbal abuse and not becoming enraged. The ability to remain... This is people taking a fun game far too seriously, not by playing it and having rules, but by just discussing the pants off it. I guess I'm not helping by reading about it. The ability to remain composed during the dozens is a hallmark of virtue among many African Americans. Two sociologists write, in the deepest sense, the essence of the dozens lies not in the insults, but in the response of the victim. To take umbrage is to be considered an infantile response. Maturity and sophistication bring the capability to suffer the vile talk with aplomb, at least, and hopefully, with grace and wit. Opposing this theory is the reality that many contests end in fights. I like that saying. I'm sorry, but your theory is opposed by reality. Roger Abraham states that when African Americans reach a certain age, between 16 and 26, the game loses much of its appeal and attempts to enter into sparring contests often result in violence. John Leland writes that the loser of the dozens is the one who takes his opponent's words at face value therefore ending his own performance in the back-and-forth exchange. The one who gets upset, I think that means. In the media. The Dozens is used in literature, specifically in Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God, 
Richard Wright's short story, Big Boy Leaves Home, and numerous poems by African-American poets, including Malia Angelou. Oh, Maya Angelou, I know that name, Maya Angelou. <laughs> the Thirteens, White and Black. Going to read ahead a bit, Ask Your Mama, in his book The Dozens, A History of Rap's Mama. Nope, not interesting. In 1929, the boogie-woogie pianist, Speckled Red, recorded a song entitled The Dirty Dozens, which includes lyrics such as I like your mama, sister too. I did like your papa, but your papa would not do. I met your papa on the corner the other day. I soon found out he was funny that way. Alright. I think that means homosexual. Kokomo Arnold, one of the most popular American blues musicians of the 1930s, also recorded much the same song under the title The Twelves in 1935. In 1959, Bo Diddley released Say Man on Checker 931 with The Clock Strikes Twelve as the B-side, which featured him trading insults with his percussionist Jerome Green. I'd like to exchange... No, trade. I'd like to trade insults with a percussionist called Jerome Green. The lyrics are not sung, but spoken conversationally over a musical background. The track has been described as a precursor of hip-hop music. Richard Pryor referenced the dozens in his 1975 comedy routine, That Nigger's Crazy, saying that white folks did not know how to play. In a 1975 episode of the TV show The Jeffersons, George Jefferson plays the dozens with Caucasian-appearing biracial son of the Willises, Alan Willis, to test Alan's mettle as an African-American, with Alan passing the test. The stand-up comedian and comedy actor Eddie Murphy, a former not-ready-for-prime-time player, whatever that means, often based his stand-up routines on a reversal of the dozens, the purpose of which was boasting about oneself rather than insulting someone else. Examples of this can be found in Murphy's comedy albums. Here follows is a list of those comedy albums, not any of the funny things that were said in the comedy albums, so I'm not going to bother reading it. Probably means the phrase here follows was misleading. Sorry. I'm not going to read the next one. It's a bit too rude. Okay, I've read through the rest of the uh, these examples here, and it's just names of shows without any actual examples of the dozenses. Which means, we're done! If you would like to uh, battle rap with me, if you think you can bring that game and smack your bitch up, I don't know how these things work. Talk smack? I don't know. If you have a mama, if you are a mama, and you would like to have your say, <laughs> you'd like to fight back against all these nasty things that are being said, head on over to www.davidreadswikipedia.com and uh, I'm sure you can find your way to a comment section. If idiots can, you can. Uh, Wikipedia, no, not Wikipedia, Twitter. Wikipedia is what I'm reading now. Twitter, it's David underscore Reads Wikipedia or David underscore Wikipedia. I think if you search for David Reads Wikipedia, you'll uh, you'll you'll work it out. You'll get there. Bye.